Right. Okay. OP Crypto DGen. I know I know you as a few other names, but we'll stick with that for now. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, sir? Okay. Good, good, man. I just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, also, I, I heard it was your birthday, so um, ah. I, saw, I saw it was your birthday. So thanks for spending your birthday with me. So I appreciate that, dude. Yeah, yeah, when you get a little bit older like me, um, I feel about 87 year old. It's not that, you know that <laughs> meme, like the 25 year old in crypto, and he's well, I'm 29 now, but like, uh, where he looks about 125. Man, year you're old. still young, you're still young, dude. You're still young. <laughs> this industry has a real habit of aging people, it's like we age in dog years. <laughs> no, no, for real, for real, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. First of all, let's do some kind of high-level overviews. Like you personally were, obviously we've been we've been pals for well, must be eighteen months, maybe two years now. Personally, so um, but yeah, let's let's do some high level. How did you get into this? Because you're even more fresh first than myself. So yeah, um, yeah. you must have been quite young when you stumbled upon this whole. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I started back like around. Well, now, now pretty much like run up on two years because uh, I'm, I'm about to be wow. 20 in January. So, uh, but I started like uh, as soon as I as soon as I turned 18, and I really got into it in like during the May kind of that the May dump back in 20, 2020. Yeah, hmm. 2020, and um, yeah, like, like one of the first things I bought was like Luna, um, and <laughs> that, yeah, that that turned out to be one of my like one of the better investments you know at the time. But uh, obviously, you know. We, we all know what happened to that. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, and then I, I, I bridged it on, onto AVAX. I was like one of the first people to bridge on AVAX. So, uh, you know, you, you're wearing the AVAX shirt. So, yeah, AVAX was definitely, definitely a place that I grew and I learned a lot. And, um, but I probably say the biggest contributor to just like my learning and all, all that was definitely joining uh, a lot of discords, uh, particularly like the, the Hexro Discord. Um, which I know is a, a sponsor of, of Blockmates too. So, um, you know, they, they've been a, a big part of that, you know, and um, meeting Jedi for sure. Jedi has been one of my mentors yeah. and, you know, kind of, and then, you know, meeting you, uh, you know, after that. So um, that's kind of how it all came, came together, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That the, the pit in the hero the pit, yeah. is like, that's where fortunes were made and fortunes were lost, but the, um, <laughs> oh, the yeah, definitely. And- definitely. The camaraderie yeah. in that place was like, um, and that's open to anyone as well. If anyone's kind of listening, yeah. there's there's a there's a channel in there called the Pit. Um, I'll leave the hero Discord link in the in the description below. But um, it's just hilarious. Um, everyone's just if you could like picture what a complete if you could take like the whole, the old trading rooms from back in the day, like you, like obviously you see images of and videos of and things like that, where it's absolute carnage. That's like this day's reinvention of it, where it's everyone's just shouting shit at each other, taking yeah. shit out of each other. Everyone, everyone like everyone's friends, but it's everyone just giving each other shit. Everyone's aping into the same liquid shit coins. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it was funny. <laughs> at certain points, like I remember, like we were we're aping to like some like really like low liquidity stuff, you know. So. Like we're all like we're like oh hey we're not selling right we're not selling because you you know like we can't we can't dump on each other guys you know so yeah, that was pretty funny too you know it's like it's like, it's like, it's like oh don't sell don't sell you know so that yeah that's, that's pretty accurate it's kind of hilarious when that kind of um, dynamic plays out because you you know it doesn't take um 
like info in this space spreads like wildfire because of like the discords and telegrams and even Twitter to an extent. I, I still think that by the time you've seen it on Twitter, you're probably a little bit too late, um, in my opinion. But um, that's the problem because everyone ends up in the same position. <laughs> and then it just turns into like you're in like a battleground with people that you spend <laughs> like 12 hours yeah, a day time, with yeah. in, in, in Discord. But um, it's, it's a lot nicer when, you know, as you, you mentioned Avalanche, like those were the days when they had Rush. Because you yeah. could you could affect everyone could be making decent returns and yeah. because of the the incentive programs it wasn't as cutthroat so it was definitely like a PVE player versus environment uh, player versus yeah. environment yeah, um, setup um, but now as you say with how low liquidity we're we're, we're seeing in the particular yeah. DeFi space and even on order books on centralized exchanges if anyone's an idiot and still using those things but <laughs> it's it's it is cutthroat it's it's complete pvp like real yeah. hard mode no i mean I, um, I think i was i was i was talking about it like uh, about a week ago you know i was thinking like okay like kind of reevaluating like okay you know what's what's kind of my, my edge in the market right um mm. trying try to think to myself like what am i what am i really good at you know and it's like Especially now, because like like you mentioned, it's it's, it's PVP, right? If, if you're and, and if you don't have an edge on somebody, and you know you just you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna win, you know you're not gonna win. Like yeah. there's always gonna be somebody that's gonna dump on you earlier, you know. So that's that's kind of the thing. And, and I think when I when I realize like, hey, I have no edge here, it's kind of um, and I think we're both the same, you know. I, I think I think we do very well in in trading like directional markets, and you know we will perform we will outperform a, a lot of people, but um, you know, when we kind of don't have that edge, it's kind of, it's kind of hard, you know? Um, mm, yeah, I completely agree with that. And, um, that's, that's something I kind of, I've, what I've kind of learned from how choppy and drawn out this full, like downturn has been, it's, it's completely exactly what you've just said, where it's like, I, I can back myself in a trending market. Yeah. to kind of pick up on the fastest horses effectively and because you do this all day every day and like yourself it's you can tend to spot early narratives before that the rest of the herd comes in and like like if yeah. you play it well then you can obviously do very well for yourself in a, in a in like a raging bull market that's trending but what i kind of struggled with but i suppose it's a good realization to understand and if you can kind of tap into it earlier and earlier every time that you see it is don't try and apply your trend and market strategies to a choppy yeah. sideways market or something that doesn't resemble how you made your money. Cause it's like you're taking different tools to different battlegrounds effectively. Um, but the, the quicker that you can learn that. And I think this time around was a lot more obvious for me personally. I think it's cause yeah. I, I know I got screwed over try to trade, trade chop in previous markets. So, um, but you don't. They're the, they're they're the types of marks that you give it all back in, um, yeah. and it's it's recognizing one your strengths. So it's like when the cards when the when your cards are in your favor, then you go hard. But um, when you're in like the less favorable markets that are in hard mode, as like I like to call them, it's um, you need to recognize that you've got no business there. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I think I think it's definitely hard to to like you know recognize that quickly because um, uh, like. When, when everything's just going up, it's like it's like, you know, it's like like oh well, you know, it'll it'll be fine, like it'll 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 go back up, or you know, and you kinda, <laughs> you still kind of have that hopium, you know, and it's like, 
It's like, no, you got to cut the bag a lot quicker. Um, and, and sometimes yeah. the best trade is no trade. You know? and, yeah. mm. and um, I suppose on that as well, it's, it's, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's something that um, I quickly realized maybe like a year, 18 months ago is if you're going to support a project, try not to get too intertwined with it because <laughs> once you become a community member, logic just completely goes out the window and you end up kind of being purely emotional based. Um, yeah. I mean, not even that, but like, you feel like, like you're like, because you're part of like the community, you feel like a sense of like, Oh, I can't sell because like I have a responsibility to the team <laughs> or whatever, you know? a responsibility to the community, you know? <laughs> and that this just, this just, this is bad to, to do that for sure. Yeah, that's that's quite interesting as well because um we covered on Tuesday. Um, how do you think about like you know everyone was trying to build like these huge treasuries and protocol and yeah, liquidity yeah. became a thing and like last time around and I think we're probably going to see new iterations on protocol and liquidity. But yeah. um, everyone kind of got caught with a pants down as soon as they realized that eighty percent of said treasury that they were boasting about was in their own native token. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that obviously affected like a huge drawdown in and of <clears> itself. But it's like I was looking at the GMX and redacted treasury swap idea. So it's like 200k yeah. GMX for. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. that was interesting. So it's like I think we'll we do see this already, but it just makes a lot of sense, you know, to be putting other tokens to use to earn yield, particularly their yield bearing as well, to bolster and how like revenue generate and treasuries because. As you say, it doesn't necessarily look good if you've been actively in the community and then you're also kind of selling tokens. And what's even worse, perceived as worse anyway, I don't think it's necessarily that bad if done properly is when like team tokens and team treasuries are resulting to sell tokens to kind of stay afloat. Um, yeah. I think there's a there's a middle ground there. And I think Redacted and GMX are probably experimenting with what's actually possible on that front. Yeah, yeah. I think... I th I think I think we'll definitely see like more iterations of, of PLL because it, I mean it, it works. I mean it works. Like if if you want a lot of money, if you want like a big treasury, it works. Obviously, you know, obviously the most of the treasury is just the 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 token right and, and the LP. But but I mean from that LP, it also generates a lot of a lot of a lot of fees too. You know, uh, I, I think uh, I remember I was I was in Spartacus Finance. It's like another OHM fork on on, <laughs> on, on Phantom, right? Um, and they did a really good job because they they grew very quickly, um, and then they, they ended up like their strategy was essentially owning like all the die on Phantom. So they own like I think ninety five percent of the die on, on Phantom. <laughs> um, so that, that was pretty insane. Um, and, and obviously, obviously, like the token economics don't 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 work out, but super inflationary because you know you you're, you're paying back bonds. But but uh, but nonetheless, like. It, still an interesting interesting idea you know that, that they were able to own like 95 percent of the die on on phantom <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's it was quite as you said it was an interesting model and those that did it well and bolstered like huge treasuries and put those to use um like i'd like to see how um does play out over a long time like a long period of time because i think they could potentially do well now that everyone's kind of chilled out and everyone's tokens have went down 99% regardless if there was higher yeah. inflation or not. Um, but I also, I, you've seen some projects that use that specifically as a 
just purely as a bootstrapping mechanism and then pivoted. Yeah. So um, I think it was like Magnet Dow spun out, used the treasury to, to spin up oh, yeah, yeah. finance. I saw that. I saw that one, yeah. And even even Umami, you know, was uh, was an home fork at one point. Oh, they, I didn't know that. Okay. They pivoted, yeah, yeah. And you've got to think about it this way, like Umami did like some kind of treasury management and distributed some profits, but yeah. then obviously switched to the Delta Neutral vaults and like structured products and things. Yeah, and yeah they, they, they branched out to doing a lot of other like really cool stuff. Yeah, and if they didn't have like the Ponzi-nomics own fork thing before <laughs> it, they wouldn't have had the capital to be able to make those products yeah. work. And I don't think they'd have been able to raise that amount of like free liquidity yeah. into a treasury um, if they'd have done it any other way. So it was it was a great time to like make an opportune moment of that. But then again, the flip side of that is there was an awful lot of projects Wait. that just took those treasuries and ran. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So did so did, so did Umami like you know once. Once they were finished with their like DAO model or their the treasury model, right? What what did like did they split their LP or, or like what do they do to like generate cash or, or like switch make the switch? I guess I I can't remember what they were doing. I think they were basically doing like um just basic LPing and um, just yield generating assets. So like the the bulk of the treasury was put to work in the market effectively, but. Yeah. For someone who looks after a like a small DeFi fund or has like helps with a strategy around a, a small DeFi fund myself, it's like it's fucking tough. <laughs> it's really tough. It's really... I know, I know. Yeah, how's how's that been, man? I mean, that's I uh, like how's how's Expo been? I mean, I mean, that's tough to like do anything in this. We, uh, I think we looked year on year, and I think we're gonna release some stats about it, but we're roughly flat. From the beginning of the year, um, so better than most. Hey, that's <laughs> um, better than, than a lot of hedge funds, bro. So I've traded Alameda in three AC and looks like Genesis. <laughs> so. Yeah. so if anyone wants to employ me, then uh, <laughs> I'm like a million dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's just looking now at like. What prices can we get for specific assets, and then sit on them for a while, and then uh, see what we can do? It's it's like flipping that mentality from shit, everything's going down to right. What what discount can we get on these assets now? And then really like drumming out a thesis and and looking what's going to be around the corner. I suppose that that's a, that's a good lead on question. Good segue. Yeah, um, what's uh what are you seeing, or what would you like to see play out? Because sometimes the two are a little bit different yeah, yeah, from yeah. my experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd say for me, like, I'm definitely, like, this time around, I'm definitely a lot more, sorry, in this next cycle, I think I'm, I'm going to be looking at a lot more, like, NFT stuff. Because uh, I don't think I did enough of, like, like particularly, like, NFT finance and just, like, NFTs in general. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't really do too much with NFTs um, during, you know, this last bull market. I really didn't touch NFTs too much. Uh, I think I have had, like, two NFTs, and, like, like most of them were, like, eight. AVAX NFTs that, you know, like, I don't know why I bought AVAX NFTs every time, every time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking at, at NFTs a lot more. Um, I think for me personally, why I'm looking at NFTs and like NFT finance in particular is because like, I don't think NFTs have kind of had their kind of like 
renaissance moment that like like DeFi has, you know, like you know, we DeFi has like DeFi 1.0, DeFi 2.0, you know, and stuff like that. Mm. And you know, obviously we're we're still kind of uh advancing. Um, but I really like what I saw with with like PseudoSwap, you know. Um yeah. and um although like obviously PseudoSwap is is it's still missing a lot of things, particularly when it comes to like accounting for rarity. Um, because you know there's there's no like there's no there's no way to account for rarity on so the swap is just like a, a base pool and you have a pool and you know everything's worth the same essentially um mm -hmm. so that to me is pretty interesting and i think that's that's probably one of the more like immediate things i guess um you know like i like i said you know i i know i know we also like options and like derivative markets but i i, I don't see those i, I don't see that materializing anytime soon uh because i think you need a lot you need a lot of liquidity and you need a lot of institutions and i, I don't i just don't see retail uh being able to use that um and then i'm also i'm also like also pretty excited for 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 gaming not so much in as an as an investment standpoint because i don't think gaming has has shown any like game in general has shown any type of like meaningful returns in general like a lot of the games have just been pretty much like down only, or you know they don't really have good tokenomic models. But you know a lot of the, but the gaming industry in general got a lot of money in this last cycle, and you know I think we'll probably start to see a lot of the stuff that they put out, um, you know, in the next year or two. You know, so that's kind of I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. But but yeah, like I think right now we're just kind of waiting to see what kind of materializes. Um, I don't think there's any type of like really obvious thing out there yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What are your, yeah. what kind of your feelings? I'm, 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 I kind of completely agree, particularly with the NFT fire and the NFT kind of financialization aspect. Cause you've got to think like art in the real world, you don't necessarily see art like traded perps or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You might see like, you might say like indexes of like, yeah. whatever, but um, I just think it's a natural progression. And as you say, with PseudoSwap, what I, what I love about PseudoSwap is I know any of the issues that need iron and out will be ironed out with PseudoSwap. They've got some like yeah. exceptional builders there. Um, yeah, team is good. So I think they will figure all that kind of stuff out. Um, this whole, like, there's even, you can kind of tell how successful the project's going to be when you start seeing other projects build or on top or around their their own product so like there's that protect that um magnus from redacted is spinning out so they want to be like a, a large um effectively market maker for like nft for like financialized products and stuff like that so yeah. that'll be interesting um nft perp is really interesting um because i'd love to short the shit out of like some of the collections <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. And I, know, and I also I mean, think it's yeah. Go on, sorry. Like that'd be interesting. Like being able to short uh, an NFT collection, like that, that that that'd be crazy. <laughs> short, short, short. Board of Yacht Club <laughs> needs short. Um, and I also think it's probably a natural progression and stepping stone, as opposed to going from like DeFi, like vanilla kind of. PFP yeah. NFTs straight to GameFi. I don't think that that leap, yeah, is like that's a, it's a bit of a jump, you know. Like yeah, the, a jump. It, 
yeah, like the iterations in between that are probably where I see that whole NFT metaphor landscape playing out. And then you, then from that, I think you probably will start seeing great kind of tokenomic models or dynamics of how to use NFTs and tokens properly um, together. Yeah, and that's what might lead to like a sustainable or semi-sustainable where demand can actually out-compete like incentives for emissions and stuff like that. So I think when that infrastructure is built, um, that will probably allow those game five projects that everyone hopes and dreams of to kind of come to the front. And I also yeah. think, as I agree with what you said with NFTs, they definitely had their like 2017 pump moment. Yeah, like, all kinds of 2017. Um, but yeah, they definitely haven't had their DeFi 1.0 or even like DeFi 2.0 moment yet. Like those, it's it's like it's probably one of those things where like we can't even imagine what it's going to be like until someone goes yeah. and creates like a zero to one idea around it. But um, and um, on on the options thing, I I agree. Um, options vaults struggle for liquidity. They also yeah. settle off chain as well, which feels a bit sus to me. Yeah, that's a weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Lyra. I've got like an on-chain MM again. Yeah. The the sticking point is liquidity because, um, you know, it's just this, it's just the issue across DeFi in general. But um, yeah, what's like, what's really interesting is uh, have you seen Panoptic? Panoptic. I don't think I heard of Panoptic. No. So so um so these guys are effectively looking at Uniswap as a liquidity black hole, and because of the concentrated liquidity. Um, yeah. they think they, they've figured out a way to have perpetual options on top of Uniswap. So the liquidity okay. issue immediately goes away. Interesting. Um, so, and I also think that could be a, that could be a, a narrative as well. Like yeah. with all the hacks and the fragmentation of liquidity, um, yeah. one thing that stood the test of time is Uniswap and particularly Unity 3 yeah. now with concentrated liquidity. I think you'll see a lot of iterations on top of that. Um, and a lot of building happening on there. So, but yeah, check out that Panoptic. That's um, okay. that's wow. some stuff. P, let me see if I can bring it up here. Oh, Panoptic. Okay, Panoptic. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. All right, yeah, I got to check that out. That sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah. I think they're doing a yeah, talk I, I, with Arrakis this week. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check. I'll definitely check that out. Then that sounds cool. Um, but but kind of kind of going off of what you said about Uniswap, I think like I, I definitely think like like if we if we want to talk about a narrative or a trend like right now, right? Um, I think the the most obvious thing is just like the the dominance and and kind of the return to like a lot of the DeFi 1.0 like dinosaurs, you know, like Aave and and, and, and and like obviously like Uniswap and and pretty much all those. A lot of the things that that have kind of stood the test of time, I think we're definitely going to see like um, them do a lot, like just do a lot better, and probably, probably, probably be one of the some of the stronger things in, in the market relative to a lot of the other things. Um, just because you know they don't they don't have that much emissions, they don't have, um, you know, they don't they don't have people like constantly dumping on top of you know, like dumping tokens, and just you know, obviously they just they're on Ethereum, and everybody wants to be on Ethereum, particularly when there's not any liquidity. I mean, it just it just just is what it is, yeah. You know? Yeah, the um, they're technically being through like two 
big like drawdowns and do big cycles as well. So it's as you say the the test of time from a security standpoint and like a protocol use standpoint. To be honest, as bad as like this year has been, it's always been a it hasn't been a it's been a problem that's in crypto, but it hasn't necessarily been a crypto and it certainly hasn't been a DeFi problem. Um, it's always been like a bad actor issue or a lack of transparency issue, which the space has built the yep. infrastructure to prevent that from happening. But it's always the stuff that's going on in the shadows that's caused like the issue, like the issues that have caused like the big downfall. So, um, and like I always say, like with regards to Aave, when 3AC had like a shit ton of collateral in Aave, they were choosing to pay that yep. down before they were char- choosing to pay down the unsecured loans that they were getting from other market makers because like yeah. you can't just go and knock on Arvis door <laughs> and say can I have my collateral back I'll pay you in a couple of weeks it doesn't work like that so if anything like if there was any silver lining as you say it's like DeFi's done exceptionally well yeah, and those well. dinosaur projects have done like outstanding really yeah did, did you see um, Avi uh, he, he like uh, oh he tried to give Avi a bunch of bad debt. That's pretty crazy. I, I was watching that. That's that was, that was, that was, So, like, stop me if I'm wrong. So he's he's deposited stables into Avi, borrowed a load of Curve, sold Curve immediately. Uh, so, I don't, like... I, yeah, well, yeah. Like, well, I think, yeah. So he, he, he bought a bunch of, like, Curve over time and then and then, like, essentially, like, he just dumped it all at one time to, like, uh, kind of, like, liquidate. Or I, I think, yeah, I think, I, I think he was trying to liquidate some somebody or some or something. And then, and then he, he had another trade on, on a centralized exchange. Um, so but yeah, that was I've that was that was pretty interesting. That's crazy. We've got Jackson. Oh, thread is thread. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So he will borrowed against the CRV position on RV. RV borrows CRV against 50 million USDC yeah. on RV. RV dumps his CRV. So it's effectively an on chain short because. Yeah, yeah so um, yeah, you try to liquidate the world. And then try. Hey, God. So he's. Um, <laughs> but Curve then released the stablecoin white paper. And yeah, yeah. I know. It wipes up. Yeah, oh, that, was, that was bad timing, bad timing. Or I guess I guess good timing. I don't know. Yeah, good timing. You can't have like this guy like boasts about how he's created lots of money from these highly profitable trading strategies. But if you look a little bit deeper, a lot of them have been complete exploits and hacks, and a lot of them have been like centralized exchange hacks and stuff. So it's nice to see um, bad actors get completely blown out. So well, actually, I don't know if he did. I think I I think I think it, I think he just broke even or or he didn't or right. maybe lost like uh, like one mil or something like that but 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 either way like obviously still i think obviously still had bad debt in the end so um like that's that's i guess that's something to watch and something to see kind of how ave goes about stuff like that in, in kind of in the future um you know i'm just gonna bring up his his wallet now so he must have moved funds i think Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he probably did. But um, the only other issue is 
Oh, it's actually not that big now. So he's got like a he's got Bitcoin short open on GMX. It's for fifty two Bitcoin. Oh yeah, he does, huh? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what he's trying to pull off there. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I don't know. It's like every time he uses something, it's like, right, what's he trying to do? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what's, what's, yeah, what's supposed to be a strategy? Yeah. Yeah, um, because the whole mango thing was a bit of a... Like, yeah, how, do you, was, how do you look at was... stuff like that? How do you, do you see that as an exploit uh, or just like a feature? I mean... I, I, to me, like... Yeah, I'd like to me. To me, it's an exploit. I mean, I mean, no, it's tough. Like, like, yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd probably just call it an exploit. You know, I mean, uh, that was that was really sad though. I mean, it was really sad. Like, just everything just got drained, and and, and you know, that kind of stuck for a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. Like morally, I I don't know how I, how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. Um... And then being like so boastful about it as well, which is kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. Like, come on, man, just just dancing on people's graves, like uh, yeah. Yeah, Solana DeFi has had a tough, tough old time <laughs> recently. Jesus, I mean, I think it, Solana is. I, oh, I just checked. I was checking like the DeFi Lama yesterday, and uh, their the outflows on stablecoins out of Solana is pretty. It's pretty crazy. I think I think they're down like in the, just the last week, like thirty percent. I think the market cap was like. Three billion down to like one point six or something like that, sure. until those total like stablecoin market cap. So like, there's a lot of outflows there, and I think like for me when I when I think about outflows, I, I like to check the stablecoins because like, you know, particularly right now everybody's primarily in stablecoins. If if you're you know you're, usually you're not buying everything, um, and <laughs> it's very it's very yeah it's very it's very meaningful when um, you know the stablecoins are moving um, out of an ecosystem. Um, yeah, and like TBL is down a lot too. Like I think TBL in the last just just in the last month is down like a billion. Um, mm -hmm. So that's 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 pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like honestly, what are you, what are your thoughts on Solana? Like I, I I I don't know how to feel to be honest. Like I, I don't know I don't know how to feel about about it. Like personally, I I originally like I I had like high hopes for Solana. I, I thought could do very well and kind of kind of be. You know, one of the de facto blockchains. Well, for me, for me at least, it was it was always that Solana had a very good developer core, you know, and had a lot of devs. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, now I I don't I don't really know. Kind of so kind of interested to hear thoughts about that. Yeah. Um. Whenever whenever I kind of go through these things in the in, in the eye of the storm, effectively, it's it's like I always try and check myself for kind of recency bias. So naturally, mm -hmm. I'd say. It does look a little bit cooked, but yeah. as you say, there's enough of a developer community there, um, and if it can shake the connotation of Sam and just let this all play out in the wash, I think they've got enough. I think they've got enough there, particularly with Tony, Tony and Raj um, driving the ship, because I think they're, I think they're great builders. I think they're optimized for what they want out of the chain as well. Yeah, they've got a clear kind of vision of where it's going. I, I, I also think there's a lot to be said for this. I know it's like a bit of a meme, but I also think there's a lot to be said about this, like the Solana operating system with the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't think that's the last we'll see of that yeah. because there's a real there's a real demand for taking these kind of financial products but more importantly I think I think the gateway drug f- for mass adoption would probably come in the form of NFTs on mobile yeah, yeah I, I mean it's um, another big reason like I said why I'm, I'm like looking at NFTs and like NFT finance this next like or you know obviously I, I, hate, call, I hate I hate saying the word cycle but you know I, I, for for lack of a better term um because of that because I think like 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 what I saw is like a lot of my friends, like, they don't know anything about crypto at all. They just know about <laughs> NFTs, you know? And, like, they just know about NFTs. So, like, uh, I, I can see that, like, like being onboarded a lot easier. Um, particularly, too, like, what, what Polygon's doing, I think it's pretty cool. Like, Polygon, like, shout out to Polygon biz dev stuff. Like, they've been doing some, <laughs> They've been getting partnerships, man. Like, Nike, they've got Starbucks. Like, yeah, they've been, they've been doing well. Yeah, yeah. The um, but just like imagine if um, imagine if they nail this kind of operating system. Even if the phone's a little clunky in, in the early days, it's the the issue is now. I think Apple and Android would allow them in the app stores, but creators and app developers are gonna like take a thirty percent pay cut, and there's no way they're gonna do that because they could effectively go on chain and and actually get it. Yeah, um, or they'd have to, or they'd have to market up. It's like when you order food through like Uber or Grab or whatever it is. It's you know it's always marked up because the yeah. the, the retailer at the end is also facing like a thirty percent charge. Nah, dude, so it's not me, it's not sustainable, is it? No. <laughs> dude, you, you order like a a burger and fries on Uber from like McDonald's, and it's like like. Like oh yeah, like ten dollars, and then like thirty dollars to drive. I'm like bro, and then, <laughs> and, then and the service surcharge fee—it's like forty dollars for a burger and fries, man. Come on. <laughs> anyways, anyways, that's that's that's, that's a tension. But, yeah. So yeah, but um, just just on that, another another crazy partnership, which it didn't exactly fly under the radar, but um, I don't think it got as much attention as it should have. Was the Arbitrum and Reddit thing because Reddit we've got like five hundred million. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's um. Yeah, that that um. Yeah, that, I mean, the whole like Reddit NFT stuff too. I, I I don't even know. I still don't even know what what even happened with that. But but I remember for a second like that was all blowing up. I I don't even know what happened. But yeah. <laughs> Someone said on Twitter it was the first time that Reddit ever outraded crypto Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Reddit. Reddit's so late on everything. Like that, like. We'll be like, you know, like I remember, like we'll be talking about FTX, and then like, uh, you know, we're already talking about something else, and then you know, and then like I go on, I go on Reddit, and I feel like I went back in time, like like a week, you know, and they're like, they're just talking about FTX. I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, did you get affected by FTX at all? No, no, I I, I don't even I I know, I've never even used FTX, so um, right. yeah, so luckily I, I'm okay. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, but in general, I don't really use centralized exchanges anyways. Um, mm. Most time I use them just like offboard, onboard. And most time I just use like Coinbase to like onboard, offboard, like stable coins. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't really use any any exchanges. What about you? No, completely fine. Um, I know I've heard some real horror stories. Um, yeah. Like 75, 80, 90% net worth yeah. down the drain and things like that. So... Really shit, but um, as you say, it's if anything, it's 
it's it comes down to like the likes of us and the likes of yourselves to kind of really put some digestible information out there to show people that that's not the only way you have to do things and you can actually take self-custody um do it properly and it's it is a bit of a pain in the ass and that needs to be kind of that issue around it needs to be sorted in and of itself like i don't know if that comes through social recovery or different web wallets or or what that looks like but the whole barrier to entry thing on chain needs to be completely revamped yeah you know yeah that happen. i think 100 percent. and i think kind of going back to like the solana phone i think that's a good place to start and like you know, definitely we need we need more mobile stuff um you know and like less you know make it less difficult to to like just just use all the stuff because it is complicated you know like i mean like for me obviously like to us it's just it's like clicking buttons now but like before i remember like dude it was it was hard i'm like oh i gotta connect to this chain and like figure out the the address to this chain and all this stuff and um you feel like you're gonna get rogued at every minute yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like i i remember i remember when i when i bridged some assets to avex uh i don't know what was going on i, I bridged them and then i was like i was in the pit discord i was like hey guys like so i bridged it so what do i do now and you're like oh you just wait i'm like okay. how long <laughs> I, I just wait all right like wait like okay i'm like guys it's been 20 minutes i still don't have anything what's going on here you know and, yeah but, but yeah i mean because yeah. just... you, 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 we definitely saw there was an appetite for it, and definitely saw an appetite for yield because Celsius and BlockFi and all those centralized, who had like amazing kind of fintech standard UI UX. Yeah, yeah. Um, hence why they were so popular and made it as so streamlined and easy, easy as possible. And I know it's, I know it's like completely different to what's happening on chain, but. Eventually, if we move away towards those kind of UX and UI designers and things like that, and like the, the actual process flow of someone using an app like that, I think because um, people people love those products and that's why they got completely screwed over. But yeah, um, that's that's completely overlooked. Like, just take a look at Curve for fuck's sake. It's like <laughs> the UI of Curve. It's like, and they recently updated it, and I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, dude, no, dude, I, like even me, even me, I get, I, I get confused on Curve sometimes. I'm like, what am I looking at right now? Like. There's a bunch of like a bunch of different pools. Like imagine the first time looking at curve and you see like like a bunch of just freaking different pools of assets. It's like, bro, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um do you think uh if you had a look at well, I don't even look at it yet, the curve um stablecoin. I, I, I honestly have not had a chance to look at it. Um I've looked a little bit more um, I look at the Abe stablecoin go. Or yeah, yeah, go. Um, I think yeah. I think that one's pretty cool. I think I think that's really cool for Avi in terms of kind of making their tokenomics a lot better. Kind of you know having the, the, the VE tokenomics. Um, and I mean, there's so many things that play into that too. Uh, um, just like just just kind of having that that flywheel for Avi to kind of uh, be able to 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 just not only just be a governance token, you know, because um, because kind of main issue with Aave, just like a governance token but but now it's actually have some some type of um incentive to like have rewards and have have that and have uh actual actual fees coming back you know bigger fees coming back to to, to stakers and stuff they must have like, like a huge treasury oh yeah definitely 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 I yeah is, I, but... I, they also partnered with with balancer as well 
Um, they did a token swap too, back in all right, back in yeah, back in March. So this is a while ago, but but yeah, they did mm. they did this. That was pretty interesting too. Um, yeah, because um, we were talking yesterday with the tapioca guys. Um, because they're really if you had a look at the options airdrop that they're doing. Uh, I don't think I have. I don't think I have. No. So instead of just kind of airdropping tokens to everyone for free and yeah. we all know what happens eventually there it's like yeah. they looked at they looked at the retention of people who got an airdrop and like 90 days out from the from the point of the airdrop and it was like 0.1 percent we're still holding <laughs> yeah. so it was like they were like we're not doing that so um they dropped their airdrop in for kind of uh contributors and people who are active and stuff like that they're airdropping mm -hmm. an option to buy the token at a discount which i think is a really interesting model oh. um and then if the purchase goes ahead then the usdc or the ETH or whatever it is that used is used to purchase the token is then um is then put into like their treasury and protocol and liquidity mm -hmm. and then they can start and yield for the tap token stakers effectively so as i say we're in these times, I think that's when you start seeing the innovation. It's like when everything's like just completely up only. It's like we just need to push stuff and get it out there, and then we'll figure yeah. it out after. But now it's like, as you say, with Pseudo Swap came out of the scene, that was like a zero to one idea. Yeah, that was really yeah. cool. Um, and then you start seeing these like iterations and developments, and then everything moves up. Everything starts looking the same. Market comes down. People start innovating. What didn't work last time? What we're going to do this time? And then just just natural tech cycles, effectively. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like, like, I, like, I think we're finally starting to see, like, I mean, we still see it, but like, we're finally starting to see not as many copycat, like, you know, projects coming out or, yeah. Cause like, I mean, like, I mean, we still have a couple, you know, I know, I know a lot of, a lot of like GMX style, like, projects that come out. Yeah. Like, okay, like, what was it like, like a Meta Vault, uh, DXP, like all, all those. Um, yeah, we're getting a few come stuff. across our desk looking yeah. for looking to raise, and it's just like I, like, like GMX why? have been really GMX have been really good to us from like day one. Like they were really helpful when yeah. we wanted to do some content around because like the GLP model and the GMX the escrow model was like that was like confusing. A, confusing, yeah, yeah, and it was like right, let's do something around this, and team were just so helpful. And like it took people a while to cotton on to what was happening, and I think it was probably because the tokenomics was a little bit confusing. But now it's like it's so it's like every it's it's just ingrained in everyone's understanding of how, how yeah. that all works. But now, as you say, people people's projects didn't work in the bull market. Pivot towards this model, or you'll get people looking for an opportunistic kind of flip during a bear market to yeah. jump on the back of it, or. I don't mind the products that are building on top of it and building around it, like like the likes of RoboVault and Umami and yeah, like, like those are fun because they because they like those are actually adding something, you know, whether yeah. that's making making you know your your yield greater or like you know automating your yield or, or whatever or finding the best places to go, like that makes the user experience better, you know. But when you mm. had just like straight copycat of another project, literally almost the exact same thing, it's like. Like why? Like, like, what's the purpose? There's really no point, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because GMX has already built such a such a large mod. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, it's not on every chain, but um, I could probably see like a GMX chain one day, like if we get to that point. Yeah. 
um, just because of the product being so good. And even like you've got to think about um, whilst people are forking their V1 products of like perps, they're already off building like X4 or whatever they're calling it with like the um, Oracle traded swaps and stuff like that. So yeah. everyone's going to be playing catch up with JMX. And they also registered for yeah, yeah, yeah. a business license on their new code, like a Uniswap did. So they'd have yeah. people that have to apply for a license to fork it. So good luck keeping up with those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so like, kind of a, I guess, I guess, kind of what's been, kind of what's what's been your strategy, right? Like, uh, like, uh, are you are are you still like buying liquid stuff, or are you kind of a lot pivoted more to like a lot of the, a lot of a lot of the like raising and, and like kind of like pre seed stuff or or private round stuff, you know? Yeah, I think I think now what I noticed towards the height of uh, the last bull market was everyone wanted to become a VC and everyone was like, yeah, let's, let's get private round. Let's get, um, and a lot of the tokens now are beginning to vest and it's just going to be really detrimental. And it's the same as anything people, buy, you, you always get friends and family who come in late and buy the top. Everyone wanted to be a VC, yeah. bought the top, had shit, shitty valuations and shitty terms for the actual VC and now it's just been completely wrecked. We've managed to kind of, um, internally keep a good group of us that, um, still got some money left <laughs> like, um, <laughs> yeah. that we can um, then take with more favorable terms and less inflated valuations, which is good. Yeah. Um, and you just begin to pick up like some real diamonds um, because everyone else has run away. Everyone else has lost money. Um, so we're I'm probably focusing on that a little bit more where I can have a little bit more of an input um, and also kind of just retaining as much capital as possible and effectively just investing in myself and like the whole blockmates thing because um if anyone's going to lose their money at this point in the market it's going to be me <laughs> not someone else <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, kind of um a... so go on sorry gotcha. no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. no i was just gonna say so um kind of brings us on to your new role at um op crypto so yeah yeah what was what was the pivot? Was it? Um, I know I know we spoke previously that you wanted to work in kind of a fund or a venture arm or something like that. But uh, yeah, just just fill us in because there's um, there's a lot of funds that have just seemed to like as if we were helping to kind of get a project over the line and, and raise and things like that for people. It's a lot of people aren't allocating at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to hear more about the fund and what's kind of uh, what's your first impressions because I know you've only been there a couple of weeks now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very interesting, kind of making making that switch and kind of working working at, at a fund. You know, I, I I kind of like I said, you know, I, I kind of been I had been wanting to work at a fund for a while, um, and I I tried applying to a bunch of different places, but you no, know, we had the bear market, like nobody was hiring. Um, but uh, luckily, Open Crypto was hiring, so. Uh, yeah, I I came on board about like a month, like a month and a half ago, I want to say now. So back, back in like late September, um, and um, yeah, we're like I said, we're we're pretty we're we're pretty small fund. Uh, we're about we have about fifty million uh, is 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 a total fund. Um, we started just a year ago, so we're a very new fund. Uh, we mm -hmm. started just last year. We actually had our anniversary last last week, um, uh, which was Friday. Yeah, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, so um, yeah, very new fun. So like, I guess I guess because we're kind of late to the party, we it actually kind of 
benefited us, I guess, because you know we have we have a lot of fresh capital and we're actually allocating a lot of stuff now. Um, and yeah, we're we're still taking on a bunch of deals and stuff. So, um, but but yeah, like you said, kind of kind of similar things, like in terms of like you know, there's just a lot, there's a lot better stuff coming to us, like in terms of um, allocation wise and, and just us getting like better terms because you know like there's just not there's not there's not a lot of it's not a lot of like capital out there yeah. um are, are people so readily willing to to give it out you know people are a lot more conservative about what they give out um but yeah i mean we we primarily for us like our our main our main thing is that you know because we're we're smaller fund you know we don't we don't have like you know we've only been around for a year we don't have the reputation like we really try to be a lot more hands-on with our projects um and, and kind of trying to give us an edge on that end in terms of um you know being being a smaller fund um you know we we have more bandwidth to just focus on a lot of our projects um i think i think another thing that we do particularly well is also you know we um not me but um the founders have you know a, a lot of roots in asia um you know because they they used to work at um what was it i can never pronounce the name hubi 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 or hubi Wobby. Hobie, 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 exactly, yeah, Hobie. Um, so yeah, they worked there for 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 quite some time, um, and um, yeah, they have they have a lot of connections in Asia, you know, whether and, and they've been in the market for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So so you know they they have deep ties in Asia and the U.S. So a lot of the times when you know a, a lot of the U.S. companies want to do something in Asia or vice versa, Asian companies want to branch out into the U.S. It's kind of hard because there's not really anybody there them so mm. they try to be that middleman and, and you know we've uh, we've done a pretty good job about that um you know kind of getting into contact with both of those parties and, and making sure that the asian market is kind of aligned with it with the, with the u.s market as well um yeah yeah i think yeah, that's but also I think have... it's important i think it's important to kind of also go where a lot of others others want as well like you see like sino sino capital they are literally in every single country. They're like leaving no stone unturned because you never know. You never know. You never know who's gonna build that next like thousand x, ten thousand x style product. And if you're not looking, or you're not willing to take the first meeting, or you're not willing to read a deck because it looks a bit like the presentation, or it's a bit shitty. All that sort of stuff can be. That, that's easy. That can be. That can be like looked looked after. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so it's it, it's interesting that you said. Yeah, and and, and, and we well. yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of that. You know, like a lot of these, a lot of that, like especially the Asian market, kind of kind of come into the U.S. market and race here. It's it's very difficult for them, you know, just particularly just because like in general, like if if you go from like TradFi, like no one like trusts Asian markets, you know, um, you know, there's there's not there's not there's not a good relationship there. So, um, but but you know, you know, kind of just being able to fix them and introduce them and, and kind of have us as, as an outlet. How it like really does help mm-hmm. out a lot. Um, and additionally, too, we yeah. we're also starting a a fund to fund. So, um, you know, we're we're also uh, putting aside capital to um, like fund fund any any like managers. So, like you know, like you, bro, we can we can fund you. We can fund you. You know, you can, that's you can fine. Be manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I told you, yeah, I'm, I'm a million. I'm a million dollars an hour. That's I told you, that's my rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any any up and coming managers, uh, you know, any fund managers. Yeah, uh, we have we have that we have that too. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, so, I, I think uh, um, it'd be good to. We've got a couple on our desk at the minute that um, might be worth kind of brief introductions for as well. Not to do business on air, but <laughs> it could be quite interesting to have those discussions. Yeah, yeah. As I say, I am a million dollars an hour, so. Um... <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. You might be a little bit too expensive for us, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd say, I'd say like, um, I guess the people, if anybody's interested out there, like, you know, like kind of what it's like to like kind of work at a VC, what it's like to, you know, kind of go from, yeah, I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just a DJ, you know, literally a guy that I, I learned that kind of everything on my own and kind of just been through the weeds and now I'm like kind of more in a get institutional place. Honestly, I'd say it's, 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 a lot of stuff is, is very, very similar, you know, like, like a, a lot of stuff that I was, that I would do for fun is kind of what I do on the job, you know, for the most part. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's very fun. Like, like it's, it's funny. Like a lot of the, a lot of the, the due diligence is the same. A lot of the stuff that you do. Um, I, I don't really work on the, I don't work on the deals teams. I'm primarily on like the marketing side. And so I do stuff like this, but um, you know, for, for the most part, um, yeah, like a lot of the stuff is not really, I guess it's not really been too much of a big change. Um, and yeah, it's it's it's, yeah, that's it's been it's been it's been fun, um, particularly just like being around a lot of people that are just really into the space. Um, you get you know you get a you get like a, a, a greater feel for it. You know, kind of working with them day in and day out, and, and really seeing what they're what they're looking at and how they kind of value different things. I think that's helped. I think that's been helpful for me too, just like on a personal level in terms of like investing, like how they perceive things. You know. And like mm. when I look at a token and I see the I see the VCs, um, you know, like the VCs and their cap table, I think I try to put myself in their shoes now, you know, because before I was like, oh, VC's bad, but like now it's 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 a very it's a different perspective, you know. I I try to see it from from their shoes and say like, okay, um, I guess be a little bit more, I guess, like, how, what am I trying to say here? Like, a little bit like more sensitive bad. to. Yeah, open to the idea yeah. exactly, um, because because you know, I, I've seen what it's like to, to be in a VC shoes, you know. So yeah, hmm. yeah, you've, it's important because you've seen both sides of the fence from like retail investor, like research analyst, writer, and um, now going in on the other side. So it's it's nice to I suppose for you, it's for like early stage of your career, it's really important that you've seen like how the sausage is made across the full, full spectrum effectively. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and that's only, that's only going to stand you in like really good stead in like five, six, seven, eight years, like time, you know what I mean? You've had that full experience across the board, which is really useful to funds and stuff like that. Um, and then maybe you can charge a million dollars an hour as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I can, maybe I can too, yeah. That's, 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 the, that's, the, that's the hope, man, that's the hope, that's the hope. You know, and, yeah. <laughs> Maybe when we sell uh, and then, sell blockmates, you can uh, we'll give you a small amount of equity and then you can go and charge a million dollars now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, honestly, um, the goal. No, never mind, never mind. No, I'm not gonna say that. No, let me stop myself. Let me stop myself. So, are you are you fully remote then? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, fully remote. Um, I got to meet the team, uh, like I said, uh, last week. Uh, and I know I talked to you about it a little bit off camera, but yeah, I got to meet the team last week. We had like a retreat. That was really fun. I went over to New York, so a bunch of us like flew out to New York, um, and we, we got to like just 
just like hang out and like do some team bonding. It was, so it was really cool. Um, yeah, we, we run a bunch of events at the, at the NYC place. Uh, we have a, we have a house over there. Um, really, really nice place. Really nice house. Um, uh, we are, we're having a holiday party as well. And a couple other influencer parties. Uh, we have one, I think December 1st and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you, you can check it out on the website. It's pretty cool. I think, I think, yeah, yeah, sure. um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been a good time. Um, is, is there yeah. any kind of, um, I know you've been there like short, short while, but is there any yeah. kind of overarching products that they're particularly on the hunt for or is the, or is it kind of just broadly uh, in the crypto web three space anywhere? No, I think, I, I think, I mean, stuff that we have under our portfolio is pretty broad. Um, mm, yeah, I was um, checking it out. Yeah, although, broad. yeah, yeah. Although, although like probably our, our biggest things have been like infrastructure plays, um, particularly like, like scroll tech uh, was, was, has been a, re- a very good one. Cause I like the second player and like the ZK stuff and they just raised a yeah. new round of like 1.4 billion. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, they're doing pretty well. Um, yeah, we got a new What's that series there? Uh, was that a Series A? I mean, I'm guessing. I'm 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 gonna say it's a Series A. I mean, we 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 got in before that that so before that validation, but but yeah. Nice. Um, not, yeah, well played on that. Just, yeah, yeah. That that was before my time here, so I, I I'm I'm not I'm not 100. All right, yeah, cool. well, getting to the top of the hour. So um, but yeah, let's let's do this. Let's do it semi semi regularly because I think um as I say with. But close buds anyway, and we should be doing this kind of thing. And I'm yeah, dude, to jump on whenever. Yeah, dude, and if there's I any said, updates with the fund, and if they want to hire me as fund manager, as you say, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll let them know. I'll let them know. I'll see if they're <laughs> interested. Yeah, off air as well. We'll we can discuss, but um, yeah, be interesting. Thanks for coming on, and um, thank you for having me, bro. I mean, like I said, no, I've, I've been wanting to this for a while, so it's fun to be on here. So Man, you're welcome anytime. Just shoot me a message. Um, usually when I'm recording, it's like four o'clock in the morning for you. So, um, so yeah, exactly. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I invite yeah, you to so. like all these, all these things. You know, like why are you inviting me to stuff at like six in the morning and four in the morning? Yeah, it's, it's like like four in the morning. We're like, dude, I'm kind of go to sleep, man. Like, what is this? I'm not trying to. It's like it's like it's like watching the like the World Cup. You know, it's like God. No. Yeah. yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. We're going out tomorrow for. Well, we're going to celebrate my birthday tomorrow, have, have a few drinks, and then England kick off at like three in the morning yeah, yeah. over here. So okay. I'm going to be a complete zombie by then. <laughs> I'll probably be asleep at the bar or wherever we watch it and just yeah. a drunk, drunken mess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's coming home anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, take it easy. And um, just as a, as a, on a more personal note, Mm-hmm. There's um disproportionate people who keep watching this thing and don't like do all the like and subscribe stuff. So whoever you are, I'm gonna hunt you down. Um and uh give subscribe. you a nuggy if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so please subscribe and like. Like and subscribe <laughs> the video right now. Yeah. <laughs> right, take it easy, everyone. Thanks for coming on. Bye man. Thanks, man.